Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the iPhone Photo Show. I'm Jefferson Graham. I'm here with Scott Bourne. Today, we are going to talk about editing. Editing our photos on the phone or off the phone. One of us is a fan of phone editing. The other isn't. Any guesses who that might be? We've also got an interview with one of our iPhone photo team photographers who is an amazing photographer based in Belfast. He's a professional photographer that has graced us with his amazing photos that he's been posting on the iPhone photo team. In fact, he was the winner of the April photo of the month, and he's great. His name is Mal McCann. We'll have our picks of the week, but before we do, don't forget that the show is brought to you by our good friends at Platypod, and let's say hi to Scott. Welcome, everybody, to the show. So happy to be here and so happy to talk about Platypod, platypod.com. It's a weird name, but it's a great product. My friend, Dr. T, Dr. Larry T, is an incredible inventor. I've been using his products for a decade. They started helping us with the show, Jeff, before they were official sponsors by donating prizes. Now they've given us a sponsorship. This helps us cover our bandwidth costs and all the other stuff we got to do to make the show possible. So we're grateful for that. Go to platypod.com. I'll have some links to some of the products they make that will be specifically helpful to iPhoneographers. And you'll be surprised at how much stuff is there. I have tons of platypod gear. It's one of those rare things where I actually use it on a regular basis. And it's super fun to have a sponsor whose products we actually use. So thank you to Dr. Larry T and platypod.com. Now I got some other things to talk about. We want to hear from you, iPhone photo show at gmail.com. Also, I want you to know that there's some news that I haven't even told Jeff yet. I've sort of told him, but not officially that we're going to tease on today's show. But first we're going to talk about a photographer who's a member of our iPhone photo team where we're interviewing one of our very own. Go ahead, Mr. Jeff, and tell them all about Mal. Well, it's funny because when uh, when Scott and I were picking out uh, the best picture of the month last last month, um, Scott pretty much said, well, you know, there's this one guy who really, like, stands out from everybody else, and his stuff is amazing. Uh, take a gander. And, I mean, he was right. And uh, little did I know that he was a professional photographer, that this is what he does for a living, and that he was posting some of his great iPhone work on our site. Uh, and the really wonderful thing about having a job like this is that you get to meet them and talk to them. Some of these people that you find, you know, you find their work and you reach out to them and you say, I'd love to talk. I didn't know he was a photographer for the Irish Times. Did you, Scott? I didn't, but I surely suspected he was a professional. Yeah. So his stuff is amazing. I think before we talk about camera editing, since we spent so much time talking about Mal, we should just say, hey, Mal McCann, here we go. Let's go right into the interview. So here we go. Mal McCann, who is a member of the iPhone photo team who won the contest for the, what month are we in? For April, for a brilliant sil silhouette of... Uh, of some people in Belfast, and we all wanted to know all about your stuff because we we're blown away by your photography. So let's just start by, um, Mal, tell everybody about yourself. You're obviously a full-time photographer, you're not just an iPhone photographer, so tell everybody about you. Yeah, I uh, am a news photographer. I work for uh, a daily newspaper based in Belfast, Ireland. Um, and 
my main job is to cover news, sports, and features. Um, but find it uh, increasingly that I use my iPhone as often as I can um, for news jobs, uh, not really sports, um, but features. And it's just, it's a lot easier these days to, to use your phone. What is the main camera that they've uh, assigned to you for you, for your day job? The day job is a very heavy Canon 1DX which usually has a, a 200mm lens mounted on it or a 300 which sometimes even bigger. So it's a very heavy piece of kit. All right. And which iPhone do you use? iPhone 13 Pro. What percentage of your newspaper work would you say is done right now on the iPhone? Um, well, Every, every day there's a, a space in the paper for a, a kind of a, a candid photograph. Um, it could be a street photograph or anything like that. So a lot, a lot of the stuff that I put on that page would be iPhone. So there'd be at least one picture a day, um, if not more. All righty. Um, um, do you edit the photos on the iPhone or do you go to your computer to do the editing? No, always on the iPhone. Using the, um, the Apple ca uh, Photos app or something else? Sometimes the, 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 the native app, uh, but mostly Snapseed. Um, Snapseed, it's, it's the go-to app for any photographers. Um, I have all, a range of apps. I've got Photoshop apps, I've got all the different Kenny apps, but I always go back to Snapseed. All right, and I, I, would even, I would even edit some of my DSLR photographs in Snapseed as well. What is it about Snapseed that you like so much? It's it's just it's so easy to use. At, at first glance, there seems to be a lot of things there, but it, it's just it's like when you when you first open Photoshop, you're bombarded with all these menus and everything. But there's only about two or three things that you would you would always go back to. Um, and once you get used to Snapseed, there, there is only a couple of the the menus that you would actually use regularly. What are some of the tools in Snapseed that you really like? Um, the first thing I like about Snapseed is it's free. And um, I'm just going to get up here and start made myself. And in the, in the tools section, the, the first thing that I would do would be the ambience levels. Um, just play around with those, bring them up and down. Uh, when I'm taking uh, any photo walks and I'm telling people to use Snapseed, I always say, tell them when you go in, you can use the slider to go minus or plus. I would say, go to the extreme, take it right up to 100, and then gradually bring it back down until visually you can see what, what you like. Um, when I first started using Snapseed, you, you probably have done all the wrong things, uh, putting borders on your photographs and things like that. Um, but I just, just keep it simple. Try not to do too much work on it. Can you imagine a time in a few years where the uh, iPhone will totally replace your, your 1DX camera? Um, I don't think totally. Um, but there, there's definitely a place for it. Tell everybody how to see your work. Um, you can get me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and uh, not really Facebook. Um, 
at atmalmcan. M A L M C C A N N. Right. And of yeah. course, iPhone photo team. There you are. Just look yeah. it up right there. You got a lot of great yeah. stuff. Mal, thanks so much for checking in and going to work after work to talk to us. No problem. Yeah. Bye bye. No problem. Thank you, Jefferson. Bye bye. So, Scott, uh, Mal is an editor. Mal likes to edit his photos on his phone like another person that you know and love, which is me. But you don't. So before I start talking about why I like to edit on the phone, let's talk about why you don't. Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, there are some great tools for editing on the phone, and it's something that usually the younger people do. Um, there's, there's My biggest reason is I do mostly video. And Final Cut is the king of video editing for me anyway. There are people that use Premiere Pro. There are people that use Avid. But I, I like Final Cut. And there's no version of it available for the iPhone. There is a great app called LumaFusion that people do use to edit video on the iPhone. But part of the problem here is I'm ancient. I'm nearly 70 years old. My eyes simply don't work so well on a small, tiny little screen. And I've got all this incredible technology in my studio where I've got a 36-inch wide screen and I got high-res stuff and I need to be able to see better. And I'm also just used to the tools I use, tools from Luminar, tools from Adobe, and I'm about to start exploring the on-one stuff, my Topaz plugins that I can't live without. So for me, having to switch to software on the phone doesn't make any sense. I got a workflow and I I talk about treating my pictures this, the same out of an iPhone as I do an interchangeable lens camera all the time. So that carries over to my editing. Now, how about you? Why do you like to edit on the phone? Well, first of all, I'm with you on video editing. I have never found a video app that I could stand on the phone. And despite how many people say, oh, you got to try this one, try this one. Again, too small, too hard. I can't read the words at the bottom of the screen. And uh, it's just a very frustrating experience. Uh, that said, I don't have a problem with a six-inch screen for photos. And I know where all the tools are. I can see them. And I like to post them on social media uh, in the moment. So I always say that I can improve any photo within 10 seconds by pushing it through an app. Nothing that, that I post online goes up naked, as you might call it. It all goes through an app. The first app I use is the Apple Photos app, which has been dramatically improved from where it used to be. They basically copied everything that Adobe Lightroom did and stuck it in this free app. So I'll just run you through. I'll open it up. I'll usually press the auto improve button that usually makes it a little brighter. I might up the exposure just a tad. The next tool over is brilliance. I skip it. The next one is highlights. I skip it. The next one is shadows. I might uh, go up a little bit, uh, make it a little darker. Uh, the next one is contrast. I leave it alone. Brightness, I leave alone. Then I get to black point. And that one, I go all the way up, uh, which is to the right. I go to 100, which uh, boosts the colors to, the, to where I want it to be. The next one is saturation. The, the 
so for some reason, they don't have a black and white button. So if you want to do a black and white, you take the saturation all the way down, and that's how you get black and white on the on the Apple Photos app. From there, vibrance, uh, don't really do that, but you could add a little color. Warmth, I skip. Tint, I skip. Sharpness, occasionally. Definition, no. Noise reduction, no, because the basically the pictures are generally taken in the daytime and they look great. And vignette, which I never do. Um, now, that said, that's my first step. Then I go to Adobe Lightroom. If I, if I have, haven't gotten far enough, Adobe Lightroom is fantastic. It, it's free. It's my favorite photo app, despite Mal saying that that um, Snapseed was his favorite, which is fine. They have way, way more tools in, in uh, Lightroom. I'm, I'm playing with it as we speak. So the first thing is they brought in masking. Now, you can click the mask button, plus, press plus, and then just deal with the sky. Just deal with the sky, and you can darken the sky, and then if you really want to have fun, click the dehaze button. The dehaze button will make a foggy day, give you a nice blue sky, and stuff like that. Uh, that's my go-to app. Snapseed is cool if you want it. For me, if you want to go berserk, that's what I've always done. Uh, there's two buttons in Snapseed. One is HDR. The other is drama. drama. On a cloudy day, you click the drama button and the HDR button, and what looks like a cloudy day is now about to be a storm. And it's pretty cool. That's, of course, the day that Scott sees every morning. But I live in Southern California where we don't generally have clouds maybe three or four times a year. So it's pretty exciting for me. That is my wrap on photo editing. Well, a couple of things pop out here, Jeff. I post images to social, but I don't do it in the moment. So there's no need to do anything instant on the phone. Secondly, I print all the photos that I really like that I take because in my opinion, and yes, it's just my opinion, but I get one like everybody else. Uh, a photo is not a photo until it's a print. So I'm going to print it. All the tools to do that are much easier and more available to me. And my system is set up for in terms of, you know, using a, a colorimeter, etc., getting the right color profile on my desktop. So I'm going to print and I'm not doing things in the moment. And the, the one thing that I find interesting is I realize that I'm going against the grain here. I got no problem with that. But I, I had a conversation with a very famous movie director who's kind of curmudgeonly, and I'm not going to use his name, but he made a movie and one of his fans came up to him and said, hey, I just watched your film on the phone. It was great. And he said he lost his mind and said, ah, you didn't watch my movie. You watched an approximation of my movie. My movie's made to be watched on a giant screen. You can't control the experience. And so it, people are going to do what they're going to do. I know we're moving towards a world where Instagram or something like that dominates and we'll, nobody will print anymore, yada, yada, yada. But I'm allowed to be a dying breed and I'm going to make big prints. I continue to make big prints. I got a print show coming up in the fall and I just, I just need more screen resolution and information to do what I do. If I lived in the moment, if I was a journalist, now I see a lot of journalists right now 
having to move right from the phone to publication, then it makes sense to me. And I know there's some good apps out there. I'm not trying to diss people that do it that way or say it's wrong. It's just not for me. And that's fine. And I did a shoot yesterday in Culver City. I'm doing a photo walks episode there. And I was just, take, I took you know, 200, 300 pictures. And I can't select them. I can't select them on the phone. So I airdrop them to the computer. I put them into Lightroom on the computer. I'm going through them one by one because I can't. I mean, I just can't. I can't do any selection. It's it's too much when you do a lot of pictures. So I, I and so I use Lightroom all the time on the computer. And I guess you would do Bridge or or something else. But it's the same thing. We need the computer to to call right. Yeah, that's really important because you cannot tell in a lot of photographs on the phone. I'm a bird photographer. You cannot tell if the bird's eye is sharp on the phone, at least with my old eyes. But once I bring it into a high resolution 5K screen, then I can tell. And the difference between sharp and not sharp is the difference between a paycheck and no paycheck. So for me, I, I really stick with this. And, and maybe something will come up where someday just for fun, I wanna post something online, but you know, I do Instagram begrudgingly. I don't really pay much attention to it. And I I, I just post to Twitter mostly. I, I do a little on Facebook. But the whole online thing, let me tell you one of my biggest complaints, Jeff. Somebody will critique it and say, well, those colors look off to me. Well, that's because everybody's monitor is calibrated differently than everybody else's. So there's no way that I can make sure that his monitor matches my calibration. So right off the bat, I'm getting critiqued on something I can't control. Or they'll say, that looks soft to me. Well, he's using a 12-year-old monitor with about you know, two dots of pixel resolution. So yeah, it looks soft to him. I, I don't like dealing with all that. Whereas I make a 30 by 40 print, it's hanging in a gallery. You can walk right up to it and see the quality of my work. So that's another reason. All right, well, let's talk about Instagram for a minute because Instagram has made a bunch of noise that pictures are yesterday and video is where it's at. They're gonna do everything possible to push video. And as you know, no matter how many followers you have, uh, they it, there's the algorithm will decide whether the followers will see your stuff or not. So if you're doing just photos, your followers may not even see the stuff because Facebook doesn't want you looking at pictures. They want you looking at video. And that's very frustrating for photographers. So what do we do? Uh, I made a video the other day using Instagram editing tools. Now, the, what they want you to do is, is the real. The real is the 30-second, 60-second, fast-paced video. I live by the beach, so I went down there and had four beach shots shot vertically. Uh, under the pier, above the pier, over the pier, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I used the Instagram editing tools to put them together, which is basically four clips. You're supposed to have music in the background, but I didn't put any music because I think the natural sound of the ocean is, is gorgeous. And I just strung the clips together. I didn't put any titles. I didn't put any transitions in there. Scott, how many likes did I get to that video? I have no idea. Take a number. 10. 600. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I never get 600. I've never seen 600 likes to anything I've done on Instagram. And it was just that stupid algorithm. 
I, and I heard from all these people that saw it because they had not been seeing my work for months. So, you know, I, I, and I, I didn't doctor anything. I didn't color anything. I didn't black and white anything. I just strung four clips together. But, um, you know, it's a little off track, but, you know, if you want to be seen on Instagram and you don't feel like doing vertical videos, string some of your photos together just as a, as a reel and make it fast-paced and you might start seeing more engagement. Well, this, here's the problem. I can't stand to spend five minutes on Instagram because four minutes of it will be advertising and one minute will be content. I just don't want to spend my life like that. I don't know how that con that 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 constant ratio of ads to photos got worked out and how they get away with it but i guess it's because they're the only game in town supposedly i don't know but this is everything i mean twitter i have over two hundred thousand followers right well some very tiny subset will see something and say to me well how come you aren't doing any bosque workshop this year i've tweeted 10 times about the bosque workshop but they just didn't happen to be in the subset of my followers that Twitter deigned to show my information to. So I hate all of this stuff, to be honest with you. I, I just don't care about it. I would rather, I kind of guess in a way, I'd rather go back to the old days when I, I used to own a gallery and people would come in and they'd talk to me about my pictures. And sure, it wouldn't be a ton of people, but we had true engagement. We'd spend time together, get to know each other. They'd buy a print, become patrons that, you know, I know I sound like an right. old curmudgeon, but that's it. You're not about to start another gallery, and very few of our listeners are either. So before you give us your news, what are we going to do? If Instagram doesn't care about photos anymore, are we going back to Flickr? Uh, what are we going to do? Where are we going? Where, where are we going to start showing our pictures? Well, I prefer Flickr all day long. That's much higher quality, et cetera. I think what's going to have to happen and will happen, Jeff, because it's what always happens is somebody going to disintermediate Instagram and something is going to come along that's better. We've had glass, which I've gotten on and it doesn't seem to have gained any traction. And the problem is you see all these new ones starting up. They rarely gain traction, but someday they will. Remember this, the Google campus used to be the Netscape campus. <laughs> so things do change. Somebody will come along with something better. I think having your own system, like if you have your own website, Jeff, and you do some marketing, that's something where if you get an eyeball, you control it and it will see your pictures. I still think that may be the best strategy and that's one I employ and I do quite well with it. I do use some social media to drive people there, but you know, I do other things like I buy keyword ads and I, I do mailers. So, it, it, you know, if I knew the answer how to get every one of my photos seen, I'd be, you know, pretty happy. But I think that it's just a changing environment and we're going to, the young people will make the decision since they drive the car. We'll see where they want to go. I know they don't want to own a gallery and neither do I, but I'm still going to be in a gallery this December. All right. I've been using my blog more often, trying to blog every day. Combination of Flipboard, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, my blog, um, you name it. I try to post it everywhere and somehow it gets out there. So that said, da -da 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 -da, you got some big news for us. I do. And I don't have any details really to share yet other than approximate time frames, but we're going ahead with it. 
some of you may remember uh, a couple months ago we 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 were part of I was part of Jeff was sort of part of it because he helped me write it but he couldn't be there because he had a conflict of a thing called the visual storytelling conference and it was an online conference for people who use mobile and other products to create you know stories so we're going to do a iPhoneography version of that. It's going to be an iPhone photo and video conference, three days online, and it will be free if you dial in while we're doing the event. If you miss that, you can pay a small fee and have all the the videos that are made, and you can reference them as long as you'd like. We're going to have you know, sit down conversations with creators. It's going to be very interesting. We'll have more information for you, but that's going to be right around the time of the iPhone 14 launch. We're targeting roughly October 7th through 10th, I think at the moment. Now, the other big news is in January, starting around the 5th, we're going to do a physical workshop of Las Vegas with a a one to 12 student to teacher ratio. And we're going to do things like go up and down the strip, hire some models, do the the neon signs. We're going to go out to Red Rocks. So this will be a regular just for iPhones, just people in our audience to come out and, and do a workshop. There is going to be a fee for that. We'll let you know what it is. But we have these two things uh, on, the, on the docket. We're trying to make the iPhonePhotoTeam.com website a real community. This podcast is part of it. And I just thought that was pretty cool that we've got some stuff working that kind of reminds me of the old days. Speaking of the old days, Scott, do you know what the name of my second book was called? I wouldn't have this first clue. Vegas Live and in Person. All right. Well, you'll be able to certainly lead your group anywhere they need to go. Uh, when I wrote that book, I went to Las Vegas every weekend for 52 weeks. Well, yep. the only thing I can say about that is I lived there for four years. Mm-hmm. So You've got me I beat. You have me beat. I, I, I've spent more time there, but I did not lead, lead any photo workshops. I did speak at a few uh, of the national conventions while they were there, but uh, I know Vegas pretty well. You know Vegas pretty well, and so do some of our other presenters, Rich Harrington's going to be involved. He's in Vegas probably, well, before the pandemic, 10 times a year. So it's a great place. Here's why. It's cheap to fly to from anywhere in the country. Hotel rooms can be had affordably. The food is relatively cheap, and it's easy to get around. And there's tons of visual stuff that you want to look at. So it is a, it's a dream workshop location. We're, we're not going to do this like Nikon does, where there's one famous Nikon ambassador and 50 to 75 students, somebody in the back trying to get their question heard. We're going to keep it to a 1 to 12, 1 to 15, somewhere in that neighborhood ratio of students to instructors. And it's going to be so much fun. And one thing that I want to say is, if you're thinking about the pandemic, and I have to because I'm immune compromised, it's going to be all outdoors. And I can tell you, having lived in Las Vegas, it's one of the best places to be in January. Yep. Outdoors. Snow on typically the mountains. Very nice, nice warm weather in town. You can see snow, but you won't have any 
on the street unless climate change gets a lot worse a lot faster so we'll we'll be safe we'll have a lot of fun we'll get together and then we plan to do many more of these going further out jeff now this is a ways off but we're going to do a cruise all right we're going to we're going to do a iphone photo team cruise nobody on the boat will be on the boat unless they're part of our cruise and we're going to just take over the thing and go take beautiful pictures somewhere probably could be close to alaska uh and and we'll have a lot more of information on that but we need your help by the way if you'll send us an email to iphone photo show at gmail.com tell us where you'd like us to go physically we will be there or we will have ambassadors there we're going to start ramping up our ambassador program Mal would be a great guy to be an ambassador for all of our people in Ireland. And uh, we're going to set some stuff up so that no matter where you live, somebody close to you will be able to help you with a get-together and a meet-up or something. This is an important community to me, Jeff, because the people I've met in this community so far have been just wonderful. And you and I both constantly say off mic how great the photography is that we're seeing And how great it is to see that people can prove that all you need is this little phone that you carry in your pocket to make wonderful art. So it's a great, it's a great thing. And I'm so glad to be a part of it. So that is a great segue for our picks of the week, because my pick of the week this week is not an app. It's not a device. It's not a, a, an accessory. It's nothing that you can buy. All you need to enjoy it is time. Five minutes. Okay. Uh, okay. I came across, and I sent I sent you the link earlier because I was blown away. Could you watch a video and have your life changed? Well, that's what happened to me today. I watched a video by a young filmmaker from Oakland named Andy Toe, T-O, who makes amazing iPhone videos. And he's taken them to Tokyo and other places, New York, and his, does things with the iPhone yeah, I always thought I was pretty good, but I mean, he, he puts us all to shame. He has movement and lights and effects all done on the iPhone in the native camera app, as a matter of fact. You'll, you, we're going to have a link to his work in the show notes. Everybody should watch one of Andy's videos uh, to, to learn some new techniques that uh, you know I didn't know was possible. I am going out to follow in his footsteps tomorrow. Uh, based on watching just one of his videos today. Um, Scott, I can't wait to hear what you think and, and of course, what our listeners think. iPhonePhotoshow at gmail.com. Andy Toe on YouTube is my pick of the week. Scott, what's yours? Well, before I get to my pick, I have a suggestion that I'm pretty sure you've thought of is let's try to get Andy on the show as a guest. Hmm. Wonder when that email was sent today, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. My pick of the week. All right. You know, I'm sorry. My picks are a little bit more expensive than Jeff's is one that really does work kind of science fiction. Like to me, this is the kind of stuff when I was a kid, I thought about my pick of the week is the Apple watch. Now the current model, the version seven is three ninety nine. I got a bonus tip for you. You go to the refurb store and you can get 60 bucks off one. And it comes to you just like brand new, like the same thing as the new ones. And you get a year warranty. So if you want to save 60 bucks, you can do that. But you can use your Apple Watch to turn on your iPhone camera. 
And it's spooky how good and quick it works. You just go to the Apple Watch, you hit the crown, you, you shuffle down to the the app for the camera remote, you click it, and you're you're looking at your watch, Jeff, and you're seeing the screen of your iPhone. Now this has implications for me. I I'm going to set one up at my bird feeder. I won't be anywhere near it. I'll be inside so the birds won't be scared. When I see the birds come up, I'll be able to look at it and actually see the framing that's on the phone. And I will be able to take pictures or do videos from a distance because your watch becomes your remote control. You can actually do all kinds of stuff with this. And we have some information already a little bit more on our tips section on how to do this, but you can open up this app and it will it will turn on the camera app and you can switch cameras if you want all you have to do is tap the little shutter button on your apple watch and boom you're taking pictures so i think you know it's while it's very expensive if you look at it just as a remote release if you factor in that you've got an actual video screen here that lets you see what the phone sees regardless of whether or not you're touching it that's where it's kind of cool. So that's my pick of the week. So speaking of what's new with Apple, in two weeks, the Worldwide Developers Conference will be held where they unveil uh, the new operating system and all sorts of new stuff. And I think we'll probably feature some of that in next week's show, sort of make some predictions. Um, until that time, Scott, tell everybody how to find you. Well, I am on Twitter, at Scott Bourne, Facebook, at Scott Bourne. I'm on Instagram barely, but I'm there, born.scott for some reason. But mostly I'm over at iPhonePhotoTeam.com where I spend time every day looking at pictures, interacting with our team members. We're, we're moving up towards 550 members now. So we'd love for you to join. It's absolutely free. No salesman will call. No credit card needed. Stop on by. All right. At Jefferson Graham, Twitter and Instagram. Check out the PhotoWalks TV series on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. And um, jeffersongram.net is the website. Uh, Scott and I can always be found at iPhone Photo Team. Send us your emails to iPhone Photo Show, not to be confusing, but iPhone Photo Show at gmail.com. Let's hear from you. Let's hear what you'd love to hear about and get your questions. Uh, any interview suggestions, please. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Larry T., for sponsoring the show, Platypod. And we'll see you next week. See you next Friday. <laughs>